We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Dick. Uh, taking you to 8 o'clock tonight. Want to tell everybody again at 720, Jay Johnson, the uh, head baseball coach at LSU, will be on with us. Bob, uh, uh, Charlie brought it up in the news flash. Joe Woods, a former defensive coordinator with the Cleveland Browns, uh, is uh, going to get interviewed with the Saints. Uh, Joe's connection with Dennis Allen, he was uh, with the Raiders when Dennis was there. Uh, and he's also been, you know, secondary coach uh, for both the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Uh, we all know one thing. When you make these hires, you know who the def- – he might have a, a title of defensive coordinator, but we all know who's calling the defensive plays. Right, right. It's uh, Dennis Allen. Yeah, you know, who you're familiar with, who you're comfortable with. Yeah, it's a connected with. dot in this business. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, listen, Dennis Allen, that's his baby. Uh, he's running the defense. And the defense played how we closed out the season, how we thought they would in September. Now, we need this for the upcoming 2023 season to play like we played on the back end of the season. I'm talking about scoring defense. You know, you could bend but don't break, and you look at red zone defense and all that. But we played winning football. We played unbelievable football on the back end defensively. And you should win. If you look at like you're giving up 16, 17 points a game, hell yeah, you should win. Shame on the offense. And now, uh, Dennis Allen looks at it like, it's my baby. I want to call defense. And, you know, everyone wants – if you're in the league and you're coaching, whether, you know, you go through the college ranks, you're going through the professional ranks. Uh, when you look at Ryan Nielsen uh, to go to Atlanta, well, I almost say good for him. He wants an opportunity to run Ryan a defense. Ryan once has never called the defense. Right. It's why he almost left to go to LSU. Uh, and I think this gives him an opportunity. He's a bright young coach. Right. And so, you know, it is what it is in this business. Well, uh, the same thing with Coach Richard. Uh, Mike, he's actually called defenses. It's with the Seahawks. I know he did with, with Dallas. And uh, he wants that opportunity again. So um, you could almost, um, you know, have a conflict uh, there because of authority and all that. But Dennis Allen's the man right now calling the defense. So if you have a good soldier, uh, Mike, because he's familiar with him, uh, why wouldn't you put him on the rush? Because he's going to do his job as far as coaching the secondary. And the one thing, Mike, uh, under Coach Richard, I don't know if I uh, – now, Dennis Allen, again. Was the secondary better with uh, Richard or with Aaron Glenn? I, I think it was better with Chris. Uh, it's better, but I think it's almost like a push. Oh uh, my God! That's one thing we bragged on our secondary in the back end. Not a safeties. When you look at Marcus uh, Williams Aaron had and, and Malcolm Jenkins, yeah, yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. exactly. Even going back to Von Bell, who's with the Bengals and all. You look at all uh, that has not been a liability to me with the Saints on, on, on the back end. Now, uh, because it's a pass happy league, and you look where we're at right now. Uh, 
And I, I think that is Dennis Allen's wheelhouse because you look how all of a sudden he was a defensive back coach when he first came with the Saints. And that's why or, I think Woods is a strong candidate. Right, right, right. Because of the fact that's his wheelhouse. So I can tell you right secondary. now. Right now, hell yeah. We should be top five secondary next year again. We finished number two. Uh, that's not an opinion. We had the number two pass defense in the league. And that has to continue. Because uh, I know that's uh, a big influence of uh, uh, Dennis Allen, uh, you know, uh, because he is a defensive back coach. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 with Kurt Hillen, who's the NBA lead writer for NBC Sports, to talk about the NBA right after this break here on the Big 870. Back here. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. And uh, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, Kurt Heelan, who's the uh, NBA lead writer and managing editor for NBC Sports. Kurt, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, Kurt. Uh, man, uh, well, we did we see a beatdown last night. Uh, Charlie Long, who's our producer here, yeah, pointed yeah. this to We were watching Tennessee, Florida play. And, man, we took a look up and saw the Nets. I mean, you talk about a spanking that the Celtics yeah. gave them last night. And, uh, man, the Celtics right now, they are rolling. They are really a, a good basketball team, and you can see it. I, I like Milwaukee also. I think they're they're outstanding too. But right now, out in the East, man, Boston got it rolling. When both, well, yeah, they've they've lost a few games lately, but I think it's mostly the bones of the middle of the season. Like they got off to this hot hot start. They know how good they are. They they've developed good habits over the season. And, you know, we can try to poke a little in their game. But I think they're the team to beat. And when they bring the focus, like, hey, like they did last night, when they were like, hey, this is a game we kind of want to you know, make a statement. It's probably too strong a word. But, like, when they're fully dialed in, yeah, they're going to blow. They blew the like, doors like, off of the Nets. I mean, yeah. just blew the doors Especially off. If- I, was, I wanted to ask your opinion on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, um, an interesting basketball team there. Yeah, a lot of young talent. It's, it's it's a really fun young roster who, look, they had all-stars already. Uh, Darius Garland is a very good young player, and has been, I think he was an all-star last year. Uh, Jared Allen is a very good young big man. Evan Mobley hasn't made it, probably won't make it this year. I think he's talked to us in three years. He might be the best of that group. Like, he's going to be so good. And then they bring in Donovan Mitchell and he just unleashed him and he's been phenomenal. And it's that's a team that in a few years could absolutely I, I think they need to learn how to win. I think they need a little more depth. They need to need somebody a, a defensive wing at the three to kind of help to help defend the Jason Tatums and Jalen Browns and the uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's of the world. But they're on they're on the way. Like that team is very, very young and very, very good. Now, uh, Kurt, uh, looking from a local perspective uh, with the Pels, I mean, I was so optimistic, uh, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's 
I'm looking at the Pels. Uh, when January started, we're only half a game behind the Denver Nuggets for first place in the Western Conference. And then when the month ended, that being January, we nine and a half games separated the two teams, that being the Pels and the Nuggets. <laughs> and then I'm looking at uh, they finished the month of January with a 3-13 and record, that being the Pelicans, and our nine-game losing streak. And uh, you look at Zion and B.I., now he came back. Uh, but to me, this blew my mind. Now, I, I know you're dealing with injuries, but who's truly 100%? I mean, I don't know how you deal with pain. And you look uh, like LeBron James, how can he play all those games, whatever. But I'm looking at Zion and, and, and Brandon Ingram. Uh, this is their fourth season in New Orleans. They have played 93 games, but under Coach Willie Green, who I think is the right coach, they've only freaking played 12 games. I mean, that, yeah. that's un- unbelievable. So what's your take on the Pels right now? Because all of a sudden – that you think they're right on the cuffs uh, being amongst the best in the Western Conference, we're now in the play-in tournament territory. I, I still think that they're on their path to being one of the best over the next couple of years. I'll, I'll also warn you, like a lot of people do this, you see LeBron playing through everything and playing. LeBron's a poor comparison for any other human. I'm not convinced he's human. I'm, I'm not convinced he's not one of those T-1000 <laughs> liquid metal terminators <laughs> that just kind of regenerate. Like he's... And I've, we actually have a story coming out probably next Monday at NBC Sports about um, I've been doing research and talking to him actually about everything he does to put into his body, the work he puts in and has put in since high he's He stretched every morning and every night in high school. So like um, before he went to bed and when he got up in the morning, like he, <laughs> not, not, not something I, I don't know, Bobby, I'm sure you did. As a, as a high school student, but I'm not sure that's the norm. Um, no, anyway, I, 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 tell about high school student me. No, I, I was going out and party. I was living yeah. on the edge. Kurt, <laughs> Kurt, that's a whiff on your part on that. No, one. I might just say, uh, no, I might have been an overachiever, uh, but I was definitely burning the candles at both ends. I, I got to keep it real. I, and I, I, he's just taking care of his body, but the, the point there is valid that this is just, it's hard. Because you see the potential of this team in the in the glimpses they're together, and the start of the season when they were playing defense, and that they caught some shooting luck from opponents just missing decent looks. I mean, the shooting numbers were probably going to rebound a little, but just the injuries and the wear and tear, it just seems to have worn down the team a little bit. And they strike me as a team that really needs the All Star break. Now, obviously, they need to get. Ingram didn't look quite right, even though he's been back. Right. They need to get Ingram yeah. back and looking like himself. They need to get Zion back, and they just need a. Sometimes, man, you just need a. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Bull Durham scene. You need to create a rainout. They just need a little break, right? They just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They and, need and, a little and, time off. And you know, Kurt, I want you to comment on that because you talk about uh, Bi. Uh, he returned in the lineup uh, January 25th after he missed uh, 29 games in a row. You might say, well, he's scoring 17 points, six assists, but he's basically having five turnovers in the three games he's played. But, man, he's shooting like 29.8 or 30%. That's unacceptable. I want you to comment on that. Uh, Obviously, you know, the more you play, he might get in the rhythm. But I look at Zion. He was in the midst of probably uh, the best stretch of his professional career, 26 points a game, 61% shooting, in the 29 games he played. I mean, uh, when you look at throughout the league, if you could play a whole season like that, 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 that's MVP numbers. 
He's shooting 61%. Yeah. What did you take on that? Yeah, he and his defense was better than it's been right. at least since Duke, if not better. Yeah. Like that was the other thing that was not there the first couple of years and was definitely back. Yeah, he was all NBA, you know, maybe fringe MVP type of, of discussion, at least if he'd played enough games. And yeah, I, 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 I wish I had the long-term answer there. Right. He might end up being one of those guys who's got to be managed a little bit his entire career because of, of injury concerns. And that said, You've got to find a way to get him. And, and like I said, Ingram just doesn't look like he trusts the foot completely, right, does it? I mean, he's, he's such a scorer that he can still put up 17, but it doesn't look right, does it? Well, wait, no, well, it well, does, well the really. thing is you can't shoot 30%. Uh, but but, but yeah, yeah, now, well, when you look around the league, Kurt, uh, you know who's another, uh, to me, is unbelievable phenom. How about the Joker? I mean, I, does he even <laughs> ju- jump over six inches off the ground? I mean, uh, if you look what he's doing, I mean, it's that far-fetched when you see, uh, I think I want to say that tonight, he, he tied Magic Johnson, like 15, what was it, 15 points, 15 assists, 15 rebounds, whatever it was, and um, it's that far, I mean, you might not like it, it's not sexy, whatever, but he could be a three-time MVP in a row, right? I mean, come on. He absolutely could. He is certainly in the mix for it. It's a crowded field, I should add, this year. It's It's a... Yeah, um, you know, Luka Doncic has been great. Uh, Jason Tatum has been great. Um, Joel Embiid is coming on strong. He has been so good lately. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting race. But he's, his ability night in and night out to just not only make plays for himself and put up numbers, but just lift everyone around him. They, that team moves and cuts and runs off the ball and runs in transition because – they know they'll be rewarded by I, – I, was it Stan Van Gundy, I think, was saying this the other day. It's like we need to stop talking about him as <laughs> the best passing big man ever and just say he's going to be one of the best passers ever because he is. Right. Yeah, no matter if you're talking about a guard, a center, whatever, yeah. his basketball IQ to me is off the chart. And then you look at his touch. No, he, he's, he's yeah. just on a different level. That's why you could see his production and consistency – game in and game game out, uh, being at MVP level. Now, Kurt, I want to ask you this. What do you think tonight the Pels playing the Mavericks? Uh, they're on the road, and you look before the All-Star break, home games against the Lakers on Saturday, and then they play the Kings on Sunday. Uh, the, the Kings are one of those surprising teams this season. Yeah. So, so what's your take right now? Hopefully don't tell me that you think the Pels are going to lose 12 in a row. I, I, I don't think so, but that's a, that's a tough stretch. The Lakers... I would say the Lakers aren't good, really, except that LeBron is chasing the, the, the Kareem record. Yep. They're kind of dialed in and focused. They've got Anthony Davis back. They're one of those teams with very, very little margin for error, but when they click, pretty good. Dallas, yeah, Luke, look, Luka's going to be Luka, and he's, he's just going to be another guy that's just entertaining to watch. You've got a bunch of those guys coming through right now, but he's really entertaining to watch. Um. But the guys to really monitor, if the other guys start hitting, if Spencer Dinwiddie and and uh, Hardaway and the you know the rest of that lineup starts knocking down jumpers, that's when they're trouble because then you can't load up on Luca and then you know it, it's it's tough. That's that's probably the most winnable of them. Sacramento's just fun. You know what Sacramento's going to be, guys? Like it, for fans who want to go to the game, it's a shootout. They are, right. They don't play any defense, but man, they've got. Sabonis is stylistically Jokic light. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like it's a similar style right. of game where he passes really well. He can score. He's got a lot of moves. De'Aaron Fox might be the fastest guy in the league with the ball in his hands. They're entertaining as heck. They're one of the most fun teams. And it, by the way, I like seeing them do well just because 16 years without making the playoffs is just hard on a fan base. you got to go back to Chris Webber. <laughs> Kurt, I will say this. That fan base there, man, they love basketball. And they are really into it each and every game. No matter if they were winning big like they are now or they were middle of the road or bad team, that base in Sacramento is going to be there for them. Well, until this year, Kurt, I don't know. We talk about uh, the Kings moving to Las Vegas or whatever. You know, you look at what a future team in Las Vegas or Seattle and all that. They may Uh, have to expand before that happens. (laughs) That team came – I mean, that team, if, and frankly, it was, I mean, it was during the David Stern era, but it, era, but it was Adam Silver who did the legwork and found uh, Vivek Ranadive, the current owner. Right. Um, or they'd be in Seattle. That, that, that was almost That done. owner kept them um, there. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, they, they bought into this like the beam thing and the whole thing. And it's good. Like, they haven't, they, let, let's put it this way. The last time they were in the playoffs, there was a bush in the White House. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> It has been a while. That fan base deserves to to savor every minute of this. Kurt, thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. We'll get you back and maybe get a little bit of take on the Memphis Grizzlies, who, man, they talk like they're the world champs. And they act like it sometimes, like they're the world champs. They ain't won squat yet. But, man, they they beat that chest as much as anybody in this league. Uh, You got to win something before you do all that. They're not the act like you've been there before, team. Are no, they? no, right, no. Right, right. no, you can throw that out the window. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kurt. We appreciate it. All right, Thanks, Kurt. Sir. Kurt Helen, uh, the lead NBA writer and managing editor for NBC Sports. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Big 870. It's time now for Pick 6, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Guys, we're changing it up a little bit with the Pro Bowl. We're not betting the Pro Bowl games. So we're doing some on, NBA Charlie, picks we, tonight. We, 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 had, we had the right beat on that Pro Bowl. Yeah, what you, what you got, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm just messing Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So we're, we got actually a really good slate of NBA games, so I picked out six of them for tonight. So this is going to be the start of our new standings. We're not using the same standings that we used for the NFL season in college football. So we're going to be doing basketball for you know the foreseeable future. And we're going to start out with a team that Kurt Heelan was just talking about, the Cleveland Cavaliers, six-point favorites at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. Both teams with very similar records. Memphis is 32-19. and 19. Cleveland is 31-22. and 22. What do you all got? I have a, I'm going to lay the six points. I'm going with the Cavaliers. I like the way they're playing. That's an up-and-coming team. Uh, look, just look in the east where they're at. Uh, they're in the hunt. People don't want to talk to them because it's post-LeBron James. Or pro Kyrie Irving, but uh, no, I uh, and even though you know Memphis and you look, uh, they got a lot of swag. Uh, but but I'm going to lay the six points and go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Memphis. Give me those. I'm back six. and forth on this one, guys. Yeah, I, give, I'm give leaning me that Memphis. Six points. Memphis is on a back to back, and that's the one thing that worries me is that they were just playing Portland the other day, and now they're having to play in Cleveland. I'll take Memphis, though, because I think six points is a lot. I really like John Moran. Uh, for so. them, that, that's a lot of points. I, I think it'll be a close game. I think Cleveland probably wins, but I'm, I'm taking Memphis to cover. Up next, we have a battle of two bad teams, which I think will be nationally televised. The 24-28 and 28 Lakers at the 24-28 and 28 Pacers. Lakers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. You know what? I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with the Lakers. 
I, I, I hate to do it, and I'll never do it. I, I, I treat the Lakers like the cowgirls. I ain't freaking that. I, I want the Lakers to lose. You better hope lose. Charlie don't put the uh, Lakers on every week. I, I want the Lakers to lose. Uh, no, I, I didn't even want to put them on here. It was just <laughs> hey, too tight of a slate. So uh, I, I, what, uh, the Lakers minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Pacers and, and get those two and a half points at home. You know what, Bobby? I originally picked the Lakers, but I'm riding with you. I, I don't want to. I, want, I can't root for the Lakers. The, yeah. You know, I don't hate the Cowboys <laughs> as much as you do. Right, I right. hate the Lakers. I can't stand them. So I'm picking the Pacers here. Mike, you're going to pick up a game on us. Congratulations. Moving on, we got another Eastern Conference battle. The Heat are one and a half point favorites at New York against the Knicks. I'm going to go with the Heat. I'm going with the Heat because I like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, uh, you know, too. I don't know my rationale. Like uh, just because I'm a Jimmy B- Butler fan, it's a pick 'em uh, game. I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah, one and a half. So uh, the Heat at the Knicks uh, minus one and a half. I'm gonna take the Heat. Julius Randle's been playing really well recently. Jalen Brunson's also been picking it up. I'm, I'm gonna take the Knicks at home. I I don't really like it. It's a pick 'em game. It's you know up in the air. I'll I'll, I'll take the Knicks here. Up next, guys, and, and I'm going to preface this by saying the Pelicans on their nine-game losing streak got some more bad news today. They, According to ESPN's Andrew Lopez, they landed in Dallas at 1240 with tip-off at 730 tonight. Yep. CJ McCollum called it a sick situation on his Twitter page, and Larry Nance right afterwards said the buses aren't here to pick us up at like 1 o'clock. So they're in a situation where they basically have to go straight to the stadium, start stretching, and then play a basketball game. The Mavericks, you know, they're not a great team. Luka Doncic is an incredible talent. They're one game ahead of the Pelicans in the standings, but they're five spots ahead of them in the West. This is a huge game for the Pels, but the situation's so bad, it's because of the winter storm over in Texas, and that's why yeah, the they ice landed storm, so late. Yeah, the ice storm. It's all over. Man, in Austin, it's really bad, too. Uh, yeah, yeah the, well, well, they had to sleep in uh, Denver. Yeah. And so they couldn't get to Dallas. It's a tough but, situation. I can't pick the Pels here. No, I can't. No, I'm, I'm going with the I Mavericks. I want the Ma- Mavericks, uh, you know, minus five. But, um, yeah, listen, uh, no excuses, uh, but whatever. So Yeah, no, I mean, this is a must-win game for the Pels. But just I mean, they could have postponed the game. I don't know, Charlie. I think whatever. that's what CJ was kind of saying is that they should have postponed it because getting there six hours ahead of tip-off how, is How kinda, many people are going to be in that arena? Not many. <laughs> Yeah, because you got to get to the game. You got ice on the no, road. No, visually, uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a a tight shot. It'll be a church shot, so yeah. to speak, just the court. So, unfortunately for the Pels, we all have them stretching that losing streak to ten games. Up next, we have another Western Conference game: the Warriors at the Nuggets. Warriors are 26 and 25 on the season. Nuggets are atop the Western Conference, 35 and 16. The Nuggets are 12 point favorites at home. I'm going with the Nuggets. Uh, I've seen the Warriors play, man. When you know, sometimes they really play well, and other times when they bad, it's the home and away thing. They like, are really, really the bad. The Warriors when, are nineteen and six at home, and they terrible and they're on the seven road. and nineteen on the road. Well, uh, the only thing, I, 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 Mike, I'm gonna go against. You. I'm just gonna do it just to do something different. I'm gonna go with the Warriors because I think the Nuggets could. That'd be a convincing win if they went by ten. But maybe you take those twelve points. That was like last night. You know what's crazy? You don't have no confidence in LSU basketball. Do you know LSU basketball uh, was a 12-point underdog to Mizzou, to University of Missouri? They lost by 10. <laughs> so if he took the 12 points, you won. So that's, on that rationale. No, we, we were lucky on that. Uh, hey, so that's why I'm taking. Uh, that's not being smart. That's no, just being lucky. Well, I, I'm taking the Warriors in the 12 points. 
Yeah, I don't know, guys. Twelve points is a lot, especially. I I know that the Warriors have stunk it up on on the road this year, but they've also lost some close games on the road. It hasn't all been blowouts. So you get... taking the Warriors, Chuck, like uh, uh, Charles, like me? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Warriors. Uh, I'm here. calling you like Chuck, like uh, Charles yeah, Barkley. Charles Barkley. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Chuck we are talking Barkley. basketball here, <laughs> yeah. and then we're wrapping it up with a six game slate. 29-25 Clippers at the 34 and 17 bucks. Milwaukee is four point favorites at home. Give me Milwaukee. Yeah, no, yeah I'm going to give up the sweep, four I points. Uh, I just think I'm, I don't know. The Bucks seems like I don't even know. I don't even know their home record. It just seems like they would play awesome at home. I mean, yeah. I, I, it just seems like the Bucks would be one of those home teams that 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 win all the time. Uh, that's why I'm like, okay, Bucks at minus four. I'm going with the Bucks at home. Bobby, to your point, the Bucks are in fact the best team in the Eastern oh, Conference at home. I, 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 yeah, I, no question, twenty-one no, I, and five. Hey, I was just guessing because I just seems like every time I watch the Bucks and play, I watch an NBA game. They're at home. Seems like they always win. Yeah, the Celtics, who we were just watching spank the the Nets at home the other night. Are twenty and six, so they're very close. Right, they're, they're right. Just behind them, but the Bucks are twenty one and five. I think this is a clean sweep, guys. The Clippers have been playing a little bit better recently. Kawhi Leonard's playing like his old self, but I wanted to actually revisit this and, and bring it up to y'all because I, I I was thinking about this earlier about the worst trades in NBA history. Obviously, that Rudy Gobert deal is up there, but this Paul George trade to LA could it have worked out really any worse. The Clippers gave up Danilo Gallinari, who's no longer with the Thunder, Shea Gilgis Alexander, which is one of the top rising stars in the NBA. He's going to be an all-star reserve, probably should have been an all-star starter this season. All, on top of that, 2021 first-round pick became Trey Mann, 2022 first-round pick became Jalen Williams, and then there's more. 2023 first-round pick via the Heat, 2023 first-round pick swap, 2024 first-round draft pick, 2025 first-round pick swap, and 2026 first-round pick, all for Paul George. I mean, you want to talk about an overpay? That was a little bit of an overpay. And now, now yeah, look at where yeah. the Clippers are and look at where the Thunder are. I, I don't think you would trade Shea Gilgis-Alexander for Paul George one-on-one, much less much all those less extra picks. Throw the, all those other selections in there. I, right. uh, uh, Charlie and Mike, now this is a little, now it's not off topic. It's still basketball in the NBA. Why would Kevin Durant – now, I, I, I know you want to be the man – and maybe he thought he wasn't going to be the man because you always had Steph Curry uh, with the Warriors. But isn't he's always in the conversation that Kevin Durant's still the best NBA player? If you look all around, okay, NBA, okay, you look at who's the best. He's always in the conversation. Why would you want to leave the Warriors and go to the Nets? Just think if like Kevin Durant would have never left the Warriors and just keep playing with Steph Curry. No, yeah, what? I- I mean, explain that to me. Isn't it about winning and winning championships? It can't be like, am I playing with my buddies or who's my friend? To go with Kyrie Irving, a space cadet, <laughs> I mean, uh, think about, uh, he says the world's flat, and Kyrie Irving's an unbelievable talent. But can you trust him? Look what he did in Boston and, every, and, and everywhere he's been. Right. Uh, he's a head king. Boston fans hate him. Speaking of which, Boston swept <laughs> right, the Nets right. last year with Kyrie and KD both playing. Uh, uh, right. So to me, you know, you can make a wrong move the wrong time, even though you have the ability. You might say, well, maybe he wouldn't, he wouldn't get enough credit. But even when he was with Steph Curry, Steph Curry was uh, humble enough 
to kind of be on the back burner, even though he was playing at a very high level when they won the championship. Was it Kevin Durant? The he MVP? was winning. Yeah, he was winning the oh, final MVPs. Okay, so what if you stay with the Warriors and you keep winning MVPs? I think it was I mean, the fact that he couldn't have done it with OKC, and so people were doubting him that he he needed Steph Curry to win those rings, and he wanted to do it himself. It hasn't well, really worked out for him. Well, he better win something in Brooklyn. That's a fact. He better win something because uh, that's a bad move. He should have stayed in with the Warriors. The Nets uh, are going to start slipping in those Easter Conference standings, too, because there's a lot of good young teams that are coming up. I mean, obviously Boston, but the Cavaliers are really young and talented. Right, right. The Bucks still are, are going to be there for the, the next few years. The impact of that move, when you think of where they were and the slip they've taken since. Now, who's that, Mike? The Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I mean, no, uh, you can't say, oh, next man up. There ain't no next man like Kevin Durant. Hey, they still got their ring last year, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. But 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 I'm just saying, continuous where you could truly be like a dynasty. Like, I'm talking about... You, Over you, a period not, of like time? Like, all of a sudden, like a, a dynasty that's unbelievable. The Warriors are the, technically the dynasty of, you know, the late 2010s or right. 2020s. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you could have even... Yeah, you could have extended well, like that. Basketball could have been plus. ruined. They could have just won every single year and, and no one would right. bother watching. Well, right, because oh, the Warriors are going to win no matter what. They got KD and Steph and all but that. But money... And the ability to think you can control a roster, that's why he left. Yep. You, you know what would be awesome, though? I mean, I don't know. I'm just living in a fantasy world all the time. Uh, like uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron, I don't know, just play a couple of seasons together. Yeah, LeBron's, like, LeBron's got a couple left. But yeah, that's what I mean, a couple left. So why not if that way? He's not like going to lead the Lakers, yeah, though. Right, he's right. not going to go out there. No, no, uh, no hey, Durant would have to go to L.A. No, yeah. no LeBron... LeBron, I'll tell you, he can make this happen. He's this powerful. He wants to be the father-son. He wants his son to be on the same team. as like King Griffey Sr. Yeah, and Jr. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wants that to happen, I'm telling you. Uh, that's where he's at. Look all what LeBron has accomplished. He's saying, okay, let me get my son to play with me in an actual NBA game. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's a wrap on Pick 6 brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We'll be right back after this. Finishing up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Bob, uh, one of the things that's uh, come to light, Chris Lowe, uh, before uh, I came on Sports Talk, we did a, a show uh, together. And Chris is reporting that uh, University of Alabama has targeted Tommy Reese, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Notre Dame, to be their new offensive coordinator. They haven't got a deal done, but that he would replace Bill O'Brien. Remember, Tommy Reese was on that staff, right? And, and Bill uh, O'Brien with, with, with uh, Brian uh, Kelly. So what? might Bill O'Brien went to the pa- back to the Patriots. Back right? to the Patriots, and remember, Brian tried to get him to come to LSU. He decides to stay with Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Marcus is a defensive oriented coach, and and that sort of thing. So Tommy running the offense there, but now he is. Rumored, and this is coming from Chris Lowe, and I know Chris got some really good sources, that he will end up most likely being the new offensive coordinator at University of Alabama. Well, Mike, speaking of Alabama, um, to me, this has not surprised me. Uh, Alabama put together the best uh, 2023 class in the country. Uh, you look at the SEC, it's like the SEC baseball. Uh, in preseason, we look at like, uh, the rankings. SEC has eight of the top 17 classes. Uh, George, Alabama number one, Georgia number two, LSU's number six, Tennessee at number nine. And so you look at 24-7 sports. I mean, the SEC has topped the team recruiting rankings every year since 2010. Uh, we, we know that's going to happen. Uh, the, Alabama, uh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, Mike. And then uh, you look, uh, Florida had the nation's top recruiting class in 2010. 
Alabama led the recruiting uh, rankings every year from 11 to 17. Georgia had the top class in 2018-20, Alabama in 2019-21. Now, A&M last year, A&M's the only one that screwed everything up. They were number (laughs) one last year because they didn't develop uh, those freshmen. Uh, but you look at that, surprise me, the rich get richer, and they're not going anywhere. Even, now, though, even though you have name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. Big for Tommy Reese to develop a quarterback. Those moccasins led by Bryce Young are pretty big. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.